Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Gun Show podcast with Martin Davis and Scott Fuller. Hello. And uh, I'm Martin Davis. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That makes me Scott Fuller. Scott. Yes, I knew it. I knew these shirts with names on it would come in handy. One of the Fuller brothers. Wait, which one? I don't know. Oh. Uh, the in the news recently, uh, there is a uh, a group headed by former candidate for mayor uh, in Tucson, Arizona, uh, Sean McCluskey, and evidently he's raising money to purchase shotguns and provide training for people who live in high crime areas, and uh, he wants to pass these guns out as a uh, wait, but for shotguns? Yes, shotguns. Just like Joe Biden said? Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. So it's just, just shotguns. There you go. Yeah, evidently he's going to provide uh, training and shotguns to if you live in a high-crime neighborhood as a community so service. So he's going to show you how to fire them out your front door or through your front door? Through your front door, off your balcony. Let's yeah. get it right, people. Yeah, that's well, it. I don't want anybody firing at somebody that they recognize the target. You need to indiscriminately fire off the balcony and through the door. Screen door doesn't count. Nice try. But it's a door. Needs to be a solid door. Hmm. If you could paint your screen, that shooting, would work. Shooting, a, shooting through your door is about as worthless as having a screen door on a, on a submarine. Submarine? Yeah. yeah. You just stumbled right over that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Thought I'd put that out. That's all right. Everyone uh, else noticed it as well. So this is interesting. Um, it's the exact opposite of what we're experiencing all over the rest of the country, right? This is... Uh, Let's give guns to people instead. Yeah, I saw somewhere um, here locally in Texas, uh, there's a guy or whatever that's giving free CHL classes as long as you're a teacher. Yeah, I just saw something. Now, I can't remember the specifics. It is a, but it's a competition. It's one of these, it's like a like a bug out competition uh-huh. where, you know, it's a two and a half mile course with a lot of shooting and you mm-hmm. have to carry all your stuff. Um and the entry fees, uh, I think the entry fee was like 100 bucks or something like that. But Yeesh. free to teachers. Nice. Yeah, there you go. But who can afford the ammo to go shoot something like That's that? That's the expensive part. I mean, you're going to have to look at some of these matches, and they're going to have to cancel the intro fees or the, you know, the yeah. oh, the yeah. match fees. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, people are going to be not be, not even be able to go. I'm out of uh, target range a 9mm. I need to restock. Good luck. Yeah. I've been trying to restock now for, well, not even restock, just buy some extra to go shoot yeah. for the past three months, and I haven't been able to get anything. Well, we got another six, eight months of this, and then we'll be able to pick some stuff up. So I think, in my opinion, it's coming straight from people just hoarding it. I mean, when they see it, they buy every bit of it that they can. Part of it is definitely people stocking up or hoarding, as you call it. Um, part of it is... Well, I call it hoarding, not because they, they're they buying it on these impulse buys. I want to go shoot, and they're buying it to keep it. I'm definitely guilty of buying stuff on impulse buys, but then I go shoot it, so right, but they're I don't not. know how that works. And then I know that there's a lot of people out there, and remember, everybody, if you're going out there and you're paying top dollar for the ammo, or you're paying top dollar for the guns, you're part of the reason why the prices are driven up. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to realize that you're part of the problem if you're paying the high outrageous prices. When when there's a lot of people that buy the ammo and they buy as much as they can, as cheap as they can, and then they turn around and sell it the next day, or even guns, they go into a gun gun store, find it at a you know a lower price, and then turn around and sell it. There's nothing wrong with that necessarily in our market, but well, it's capitalism at its finest. It's it's what's happening, but it's what drives the price up. If you refuse to, if everyone refuses to pay a penalty. 
uh, basically for getting the ammo from somebody else because they were at the Walmart first or what have you, then uh, then the then the market would dry up and prices would go back to normal. But I think a lot of it, honestly, is people who don't normally buy ammo going and buying it. I don't know if they're going and shooting it, but I think this is people who normally don't have a box or two laying around, and it's just about everybody now thinks, maybe I should have a box or two laying around. But they're not buying a box or two. I mean, when well, you, that's what I see. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's people who buy but what, all they what can I afford. See, I see that happening when people have you know fifty dollars for a box of fifty nine millimeter, and it's nothing special. It's just you know like Winchester white box. Yeah. Or even Tula. I mean, you get on a few of those search engines out there for you know ammunition, and you're seeing you're seeing. A uh, twenty-two long rifle go for the price of two two three a couple yeah. years ago, and you're yeah. seeing two two three go for a dollar fifty around. Yeah, and it's nine mil- nine millimeter. I think on one of them, uh, full metal jacket was almost two dollars around. Yeah, the 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 prices are just like a dollar sixty-five every time you pull the trigger. To, to keep them in stock, the retailers have raised the prices to outrageous levels, and that's what they have to do to keep it in stock. Yeah, and anybody that doesn't. You know, I they're get out. Yeah, yeah, they're out. I'll get an email in saying, "Hey, by the way, this ammo's in stock." I'll get. I, I, it's I get gone by the time five you read minutes, the email. Five minutes after I get that email, or after it's sent to me, I see it. I go. It's gone. Yeah, I got lucky and I got some nine mil on one of those emails. But after I shot it up, you know what it's next? Gone. Now I got to wait for another email yep. or pay sixty five cents around for, like you said, Winchester White or box. more. So yeah, so the ammo shortage um, looks like it's going to last a little bit while longer. Little bit while little longer. bit while longer. A little bit while longer. A little bit while longer. Or perhaps more yeah. than that. Even well, um, what is it? Is it Connecticut? They just passed a a slew of gun laws that are some oh, are going yeah. into effect now. Some Connecticut effect later. Connecticut passed a full. But uh, yeah, yes, and they <laughs> something about every ammo purchase has to have a background check now or something. Well, I think they they you have to have a, a pre. I'm I'm not sure the exact legislation that is passed. Uh, I know it's basically universal background checks for firearms purchases. I believe it's pre background checks for guns and ammo. In other words, you have to have a like a firearms owner's ID card, like like they do in Illinois, for to even you know go in and purchase a gun. Yeah. So yeah, they've gone they've gone a little bit crazy. Of course, the laws are written badly. Um, one of the things that I read was that uh, the definition of a background check was different than the federal definition, and so they'd have to come up with their own background check, but it wouldn't work for the federal check. And so I don't know, it's just it, like anything else, these lawmakers are bad at their jobs again. And they've written these laws um, so that if you go out of town and leave your gun in your house with your non-married partner, significant other, child, fill in the blank, you, uh, you've committed a felony in their state or Jeez. misdemeanor at the very least. So, yeah, they're badly written. They're horrible. Hopefully they're writing themselves out of jobs. Well, one would hope. I don't know about in Connecticut, but uh, hopefully in places like Colorado, um, they can get rid of these jokers the next time around because that's the only key to this. And I hate to say it, the Republicans are going to be the saving grace. Get the, get the Dems out. Get the Republicans in. You can't trust any of these Democrats right now, especially if you're pro-gun. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be a one, uh, 
Uh, one one track one one issue voter that's what i'm trying to say yeah um, i hate to be a one issue voter but i mean we're talking about you know firearms ownership which is you know a fundamental civil right and if this if someone can't oh my goodness i'm having a lot of trouble if someone can't respect <laughs> your fundamental civil right then they shouldn't have that job well did you see that video uh by actor jeremy irons uh no, I saw the one by Jim Carrey. No, no I saw gosh. I saw somebody making fun of the Jim Carrey one. That's what it was. Well, uh, actor Jeremy Irons comes out and basically totally bashes and destroys the whole nanny state. Yeah, uh, which is kind of what's going on right now well, with that's the what firearm it is. industry exactly. and everything. But he he brings up the fact that in New York, they uh, come out and they say you're not allowed to smoke. Right. And he says that is the tip of the iceberg. That's where it starts. Now they're attacking, you know, fizzy drinks because he's uh, sure. I don't remember? I mean, this from. is this is it's the same exact thing. All of this is the same same flavor of mm-hmm. of the nanny statism. It's, it's well, and that's that's what he's people talking who about. think they're better than you, telling you what you can and can't have. And by those people, that's the government coming in and whoever you voted for. And that's, right. and that's what he's saying is that you are sitting there and they say you can't have a cigarette. He says, why don't you give that option to the business? The business can have two different rooms if they want it, or they can be allow smoking. And it's up to the yeah. business owner to decide. And then it's up to you whether you go into that establishment or not. And this might be a controversial stand, but stance, but secondhand smokes never killed anyone. There is no scientific basis that secondhand smoke causes any sort of health issues, right? I don't know. I'm I'm, not, I can't speak to I'm that. I'm sure there's a small per- – hey, if I'm wrong, go to our Facebook page, www.facebook slash gunshowpodcast. Facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. Did I leave the com out? Yeah. Okay. Facebook.com well, slash gunshowpodcast. So go there and and le- give me a link to to where somebody's shown that secondhand smoke has killed somebody. Please, somebody put Scott in his place. So what they've done is they he will go on like this for hours. <laughs> they and I will edit it out, crying yeah, the entire you're time. You're not even going to hear this, so we're good. No, the <laughs> the um, well they've they've uh, they've criminalized uh, smoking, right? They made secondhand smoke an evil, horrible thing that must be extinguished from our society. So, right, so you won't encounter secondhand smoke anywhere. Instead of making it up to the individual, whether I patronize this establishment that allows smoking, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm one of the worst people. I hate cigarette smoke in my restaurant. Right. In my bar, don't care. My restaurant, don't want it there. So I would leave. I would Changes I, the flavor of everything. But don't make it a law. And they're doing the same thing with firearms and, you know, high-capacity magazines and, you know, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. They've... they've Turn them into evil objects, and said, "No, no, no! You you guys shouldn't have these things. Trust us. We know better than you do. We're going to make it illegal so you can't have them. Because if if they were so evil that society decided to expunge itself of these things, then we wouldn't need the legislation, right? We just wouldn't do it. We wouldn't have it, right? I saw I saw a little snippet somewhere, and it said." I dream of a world that is totally full of peace, where no one argues or fights with anyone and everyone gets along, dot, dot, dot. And then I can see us attacking that world because <laughs> they are too peaceful. <laughs> and, I mean, they would have – you think about I that. Think Societies the, that reach yeah. to that level, maybe, if, you, if you could say that, you know, aliens exist or whatever it is. Aliens? Uh, aliens. If you go out there and you were to say that and they're so peaceful – 
and you know they're not going to last. Why would they last? They have you know, no means to defend themselves. Let's take them over and take their resources. They're peaceful. No, you just splash water on. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, wait. What? Water is a weapon. Oh, I got the reference. I got the reference. They didn't have any guns, so they used water in the cornfields. Splash them with water. I bet you if you shot them, it'd been super soaker. With a shotgun. If they'd have shot them through the door. Through the door. With a shotgun. Two blasts from a double barrel (laughs) shotgun. That's all it takes. Buy a shotgun. But but the worst part is this. Scott. What? Buy a shotgun. Uh, Okay, I'm working on it. Back off. Quit giving away the homeless people. Quick I, that's the, actually the only thing that Academy has. They I had a few handguns and I they need, had. I've decided I need long rifles shotgun. and some shotguns. The last time I was in there, I have a ton of ARs. I'm not paying extra for you know anything cool right now, so I'm not going to get me you know a 308 AR right now, and I'm not going to get me a you know what else is cool a scar rifle or anything crazy like that because Tavor. yeah i'm not getting a Tavor. i'm not paying mm, extra for I any of that i would like to have a Tavor. but left-handed yeah, not paying extra this one. so which by the I way think I go get we will most likely have a Tavor in sometime soon to review we will yes sir That'd be awesome um somebody had them for sale yesterday well we're working on actually getting one in to get photos of it some maybe some videos if we have if we can come across the ammo to shoot in it well that would be really we could just go pew 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 right sure all done post post everything's done in post we'll just go pew 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 america there it is wait israel israel oh darn it and it made in israel Yes. Okay. Well, by I am or IWI, which isn't imported over here by like IMI. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a confusing. It's, yeah. That's very confusing. situation. And I'm I'm in the industry and I don't quite understand well, how that works. It was it was manufactured. There was a company called Megan that was Ooh. around Megan or Megan or okay. something like that. All right. And they over in Israel. So once Israel was established in 1948. Uh, and then is then after that they established the IMI. They brought that Megan division into it, yeah. and that's where you see like the Uzis and the Tavors and the Galils. All of that comes out of there. Well, in two thousand five or two thousand six, um, Megan that department that area was privatized basically to sell firearms to civilians. Oh. so then they based a headquarters out of here and I think a few other places because of importation laws and everything. So that's my understanding of of how you you know the Israeli weapons make right. their way over here. Right, right. Well, they'll have to be somewhat assembled here. So because who was it who imported the the Desert Eagle? Magnum Research. Yeah, see Magnum Research, and that yeah. that was just that was just an importer, right? And they all brought in the Baby Eagle, which was known as the, yep, the Jericho, Jericho nine forty one. Yep, nine forty nine forty one. Forty one is it? Yeah, yeah. So that and that's a fun little pistol. That's a good gun, but yeah. So, so there's a little history lesson. Tavor, yeah, and you know maybe tell your children. Maybe we'll see the the cool versions. I think they have a nine millimeter version, and uh, I think right now the only thing that we've kind of tentatively got slated is a five five six. That'd be cool, that'd but be I'm cool. not going to argue with it. I tell you what, I'm going to tell you what. I put me. in for a left-handed version, though. Why would you do that? Because I'm left-handed. Yeah, but why would you ruin it for everyone else on the planet with no, your no, no. weird leftiness? I am not ruining it for myself. Yeah, but for everyone else Mm-mm. on the planet, it's very You're, selfish. You sure are incorrect. That's very selfish of you lefties. But we don't know. We don't know what we're going to get. That's just kind of the request. All right. Cool. I like it. So, so looking forward to that. Um, 
what else are we looking forward to uh, on the market? Anything new? Anything hot? Um, I can't really think of too much that's out there right now. I mean, no one's manufacturing Nobody's anything. Shipping anything? And they're not. Man- they're not coming. There's no R and D going on. What's the point? There's yeah, that's true. too much. Everything they make is gone. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So why why have a CNC machine that can that's turning out you know uh, the the real prototypes you know based you know out of aluminum when you could turn around and turn that CNC machine to continue making rails or sites or whatever something that's already selling out completely out yeah that makes sense i mean <laughs> market's crazy market's crazy i mean i've i think i've got my hands um not really a new pistol but on the smith and wesson shield yeah those those aren't really new but they've been rare yeah and they've been hard to come and i've had I'm my finally hands, seeing them in numbers yeah. i've had my hands on two different ones oh yeah two mm-hmm. were they yours did you get them back your hands, I mean. I, I kept my hands. Oh, okay. I gave the firearms back to their prospective owners. Well, that's always good. So, I like the shield. Uh, it's a neat little thin little thing. Uh, something with Glock. Everybody's been clamoring for Glock to do for years, but uh, I guess Smith & Wesson. Yeah, it's just a single stack 9mm. Yep, yep. And I think it's smart. It, 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 it is. I'll tell you, though, the trigger left a lot to be desired. Yeah, I've heard some complaints about uh, some of the shields have rough triggers. rough. But then I've heard the exact opposite. I've the, heard people say that their shield has the best MMP trigger they've ever had. The one one that I got my hand one that I got my hands on was a decent trigger, yeah. and the the next one I got my hands on it was like sandpaper. Hmm. Sandpaper on sandpaper. Well, in these times, they're probably building them as fast as they can. QC probably suffers. Mm-hmm. Luckily, with Smith and Wesson, if you have an issue, they have a excellent customer service. Well, that's good. Send yeah, it into them. They're, yeah, they they're real good about that. Uh, most of the big companies are though. Uh, SIG? I don't know. I've never had a user customer service. I've heard very bad things about I wouldn't, doing I wouldn't own one Is of it the SIG or right HK? Now. HK used to have a horrible reputation, but yeah. everybody lately that I've talked to that have dealt with them has had uh, good um, feedback. Maybe they had a change of heart. Well, they, yeah, they could have changed something 10 years ago and they'd still be living off their negative publicity because, yeah, they were bad. So the, the, the Smith & Wesson Shield was a decent shooter. You like it? Uh, yeah, it didn't. I didn't. I, I the how thin it is really. Yeah, I liked it, but I didn't like it. It didn't feel like it filled up my hands. It was oh, long yeah. enough with the magazine extension. How snappy was it? It was pretty snappy. Yeah, I I went and shot my uh, my PM nine, which is a tiny little. It makes a shield look gigantic. Right. And uh, that wow, I always forget how snappy that little thing is. Right. Well, and it's it's so light when you. Compared oh, yeah. to firing like a Glock 26, it's got a really heavy recoil sure. spring, in it, especially the Gen 4s. And uh, that extra weight on that thick, thick yeah. slide, um, it really it makes a difference. dampen the recoil. Sure, mm-hmm. any light pistol, any small light pistol is going to have snappy recoil. Uh, the question is, is it still shootable uh, mm-hmm. with that recoil? And But it was reliable. That was the nice thing. That's important. Um, for my experience, anyway. Uh, but... Speaking of a pistol that hasn't been too reliable, I got my hands on a Kimber Solo as well. That's a nice little pocket pistol. That's a tiny little thing, too. It's very small. Um, it's, it's a little heavier, though, because it's all metal. Yeah, and it's really finicky. 
It's finicky. What do you mean? Very finicky. It doesn't uh, like to eat its broccoli? N- correct. Oh, uh, okay. If, if broccoli was any other kind of ammunition other uh-huh. than the most expensive kind out there. <laughs> it only runs with uh, depleted uranium rounds. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, this, and even with even with those well, rounds. Well, like it won't, it won't run ball ammo? Not really. What? You can pretty much expect. I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> yeah, not from a company that makes 1911s. No, that's that, well. Now that you mention it, Kimber doesn't exactly have a uh, shining a, reputation. Yeah, shining reputation for but building it, a reliable gun. That's just because I think some of the stuff that they're manufacturing—it's real hand-tuned and it should be. Yes, it, they're complicated. <laughs> yeah, that's and, the well, thing. the solo looks complicated too. Uh, all of that's complicated. The yeah. 1911 is a simple but very complicated design. There's a lot of things happening well, the thing, that can go wrong. The, yeah, well, the, the most important thing about the 1911 was it was designed in the early 1900s. When did they make their first one? 1906. Uh, the, pro, the prototypes. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, it came from the 1906 model. Um, it, but back then, uh, labor was cheap, trained labor was cheap, and machines were expensive. And now we've reached a point in our evolution of uh, industrialism where it's the exact opposite. Machines are cheap. People are expensive. Mm -hmm. So when you have a gun that's designed around hand-fitting and knowledgeable, um, you know, laborers and craftsmen, then it's it's either going to be ridiculously expensive or quality is going to suffer. Or both. Or (laughs) Or both. In some some cases, both. so you have the case where you, you can buy a really nice gun and spend like $1,300 for one that actually works, or you can go buy a, a, a cheap Springfield. one that may work. Yeah, like a Springfield uh, operator. Springfield and Taurus. Taurus, I know. Yeah, I apologize. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. I think when I had the Taurus, which I wasn't mine, but it was a friend of mine, I put 200 rounds through it. Yeah. Not a single issue with ball ammo. I shot a Taurus I really liked. I really I liked the trigger sh- I was on shooting it. Wolf. You yeah, and it I wasn't shoot, huh? And it ran, yeah, huh, just like fine, it. perfectly. And then I shot a Kimber and a Colt and had did the Kimber run? The Colt run? Um, they ran decently, but they did not. They didn't run on the wolf. And and I think I had a switch to like white box. Basically. I think that's more more of a testament to the 1911 as far as hit or miss and the difficulty of building a quality 1911. You know, time after time, mm-hmm. you know it's hard to guarantee that I'm going to walk time in. Time after time. Plunk. Did you, did you really just go Cindy Lauper? <laughs> All right. That's how we're going to end the podcast. Beep, boop, boop. No, I thought you were supposed to whistle. <laughs> no, no whistling? <laughs> I'm not for sure you were going to whistle. <laughs> I'm just going to drink my water. Drink your water and whistle? Water. You're going to wet your whistle. I'm going to wet my whistle. So, yeah, the Kimber Solo, back to the Solo. Uh, what other tiny guns do you like? Well, you know what, though? I'm not done with the Solo yet. Oh, you're not? No. Okay. The finish on that Solo uh-huh. was probably, I have to be honest, yeah. one of the worst finishes I've ever now, encountered. Now, remind me, the Solo has a stainless slide and an aluminum, an aluminum like frame. a blackened aluminum frame? Yeah, it's got the, the Kimber coat or whatever they call it. Oh, I don't know. It's... Oh, so it's not it like a hard like, anodized. It's like a paint. Yeah, and it looks like it's like a Krylon what? that flakes off. So it doesn't look good. No. That's not And if cool. you get online and That's you an look up... That's an expensive little pistol. It's a, I think they MSRP for almost 800 
Listen, I hate to say it. I don't want to bash anybody's guns, but I I firmly believe that, you know, existing in the industry that Kimber is living off of its reputation from, you know, well over 10 years ago. I don't want to bash any any guns. I mean, I love them and I like shooting them, but the only thing that I want to know, make sure is that people know that this is marketed as a carry gun. This is marketed as a gun to save your life. And yeah. everyone that you talk to that owns one goes I love and I, I did. I enjoyed shooting it. It right. was a pleasure to shoot. It uh-huh. fits in the hand very well. And the safety, since I'm left-handed, it has an ambi safety on it. And I, the safety is very small, but very easy to actuate on and off. But the most important thing about a carry gun is, but it doesn't run consistently. Yeah, let it run. So and in other words, everybody that I talk to has sent it back to Kimber, <laughs> not once, at least twice, and then they also complain about the finish. So stay away. Yeah, and while I had well, it in, you know while I had it in my hands, yeah. I was flicking the safety on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, back and forth. Yeah. All of a sudden, I flick it on, and I couldn't flick it off. Something had, whether it was a chunk of you know um, dirt, dirt or powder buildup, something left-handed smegma. I had to take two fingers uh-huh. to pull the safety off to disassemble it to put oil on it and then to try to clean it out after that Crazy. it worked just fine all right but who wants to pay that that's why i carry a glock so we'll give the <laughs> we'll give the solo a uh, thumbs down well i i'll give it a as far as a carry gun. a gladiator where he's trying to decide thumbs up thumbs down i'll give it a sideways thumb all right because it's right. fun to shoot it's fun to own it's yeah. a cool little pistol but i would not carry it well i can hardly recommend uh over the solo the the car the pm9 the cw9 um the cm9 i can hardly recommend the uh as far as reliability goes the keltex um they seem to be reliable i've had really good luck with them i've heard horror stories but um i've also heard keltex will has, fix the have gun. any of them blown up on you no none of them blowed up none of them blowed up um but i haven't had the pmr30 so the the other thing um, about the gun is it's not a nice trigger. I had the P11. And, is that uh, the one that you stuck the eraser on? Yeah, put an eraser on it. And hey, what did that do for you? Did that stop the over-travel like uh, <sighs> AR15.com said it would? It did. Caltech. Uh, K-T-O-S. Caltech Org? Caltech Org? What is it? I don't know. Whatever their form is. The um, It was a living room problem. On yeah. the range, you couldn't feel the difference. No, no that idea. Was, that was one of those things. Don't bother to do it. It's just it's just only good for when you're sitting in your living room. I was angry that you used a green. I liked it. I thought it contrasted very with nicely. With the blue frame? With the blue frame and, and stainless, the stainless slide. steel slide, yeah. yeah. yeah it but was that, pretty. And then the thing ran. I cannot fault it. Never bobbled. It ran like a top. Uh, I thought the trigger was horrible, but it ran like a top. So that's the like most important thing. I don't know that reference. I'm not uh, Catholic. Jewish. What? What'd you call me? So anyway, all right. Uh, you know, coming off of the holidays, some there's always a story out there. Uh-huh. Uh, so coming off of what was what was Monday? It was April Easter. Uh, no, April first, Monday. Monday. Yeah. Oh, April first, April Fool's Day. Uh, no, I'm not a fool, so I don't uh, I don't participate. A woman calls her sister says that I shot my husband, I'm cleaning up the mess, let's go bury him in Blackwater. 
like uh, Blackwater, like the the military I, I contract. Think, I think Blackwater. It's just a location. Oh, like maybe a like swamp the or something. Swamp. Yeah, let's go bury him in the woods. Yeah, something. Okay. And the sister calls other family members, uh-huh. who then one of them, probably the sister that doesn't want to admit it, calls the cops. Well, yeah. So uh, probably, I guess it's something like twenty minutes later after she calls her sister. Uh, her house is surrounded by by police, uh-huh. guns drawn, uh-huh. getting her out of the house. And she's telling them, oh, this is just an April Fool's joke, but they can't find the husband because uh-huh. the husband's gone at work or at the store. Well, luckily, her husband comes home before it gets way too out of hand and is like, nope, I'm here alive. Um, she's just an April Fool prankster. Well, now here's the question. Is, uh, is it that... Is it illegal to... They let her go. They no charges. Right. She didn't call the cops. Right. It's not a false police. It's report. not. It's not whoever's uh, fault that called the cops because they really thought a crime had occurred. And right. She told them that they didn't call the uh, that she didn't kill him. So she's not misleading yeah. the police. Huh. Is there a moral to this story? Yeah. Don't let your wife play April Fool's joke. No. The moral of the story is basically that even when it comes to certain things, don't joke around about guns. I mean, you shot your husband. You you clean up the mess and let's go bury him. That kind of stuff is the last thing right now that's going on that any gun owner needs to have to deal with. Well, what you should say, so they know it's a joke, is say you shot your husband with a Kimber Solo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, no, multiple times. It'll, oh, it, right, it right, usually right. runs on oh, the, the first, first one. Oh, the first one goes bang. Yeah. Okay. I shot him five times with my camera. They go, well, no. okay, uh, this is a joke. All are you right. sure about that? <laughs> So uh, yeah, don't don't. There's no reason to. But if fool you, if around. anyone has a funny April Fool's Day joke that they played this year or maybe in the past, post it on our our uh, wall at facebook.com/slash/gunshowpodcast. Yeah, definitely. And let every all of the other listeners um, like it or unlike it yeah. or whatever. Chime in and, if and we like your, it enough, we'll read it on the air. Yeah, and tell your friends to go like us and subscribe you know, subscribe and share our information Stitcher out there. Stitcher us? Stitcher Is us. Is there a verb for that? Stitched. Stitch no, us. that's if we've been if we've been snitch? No. Stitch. Stitched. Staunch? No. No, that's not it. Been stitched. Listen to us on Stitcher. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's probably the best. Um <laughs> all right, well, we have a kind of a quick question here from Chris. Uh, who is, I believe, a contractor currently over in Iraq. He says that he wants he wants to know about the federal laws versus uh-huh. state laws, uh-huh. and that he says you know a state can make a law more restrictive than a federal law, sure, but not less restrictive. Ooh. And is that true? No. It's, no, 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 is no, it, no. Or is it the other way around? There doesn't or, have to be a state law if there's already a federal law. In almost 99% of the cases, there is a corresponding state law to a federal law, like murder. Murder. I think he's talking more like on the lines of, of things that are freedoms, like our, or the right to bear arms. I think well, that's where he's going with the, it. The thing is, they, the states can't encroach on the freedom if, if it's guaranteed by the Constitution. But we're noticing that there are states out there right now that are taking away people's sure. you know, firearms and, and what they can, can and can't have. Well, uh, a perfect example is Illinois. Illinois had no, uh, uh, no um, um, laws on the books that would allow for any type of concealed or open carry for a standard citizen. None. There's just it's just not allowed. If you're carrying a gun on the street, you better be a cop 
or another member of the state, right? So the the Supreme Court, the courts of the land, told Illinois, you can't not have some sort of carry law. You have to be able to let your citizens keep and bear arms. You have to let them bear arms in some way, shape, or form. So Illinois has to go back to the drawing board to rewrite their laws so that there is some um, some law on the books somewhere that says you can carry. Right, but they they have the full right to restrict what someone can exactly, carry. Exactly, like California. And... California, you know, it's almost impossible to get a concealed carry permit, or it's very difficult. Whereas a state like Florida, one of the original shall-issue states, it's very easy to get a concealed carry so permit. So then why is it that a state can go in and begin to remove its citizens' rights and federal government doesn't step in and say, whoa, 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 you know, you're part of our well, country. Well, because the government gets to choose what they support or not. It's like back when uh, uh, civil rights is a perfect example. So maybe For years, the federal government kept out of the civil rights nonsense, right? And then in the 60s and 70s, there was a big push, and the federal government and the Kennedys and those sorts of types went down, and they actually fought against the states for civil rights. Now, they can choose to do that, or they can choose to do like they do with uh, guns and, you know, not care. They, the, the federal government's not going to come in and tell us, okay, Texas, you can't pass these laws because they're against the Second Amendment. They might do that with a First Amendment case, uh, but chances are they're going to let the courts handle it. Is it a possibility that if we had a Republican president that wasn't pushing this hard and we started seeing a sweeping gun laws like this that – the, the government might step in? Not a chance. No, no, no. no okay. I, I wouldn't. I, no, not not in today's day and age. They only step in when it's politically viable. I mean, it's got nothing to do with uh, human rights or anything of that nature. So it's like everything these days. If they if they yep. can't uh, promote themselves in a positive light. Oh yeah. They're if they're not. If it's not a way to money or power, they're not going to mess with it, right? Yeah. So sadly, and you know, this is seen in firearms laws. There are states that have passed uh, laws that have said uh, we're not going to um, enforce any sort of federal firearms registration if one is done. There have been uh, we've seen it in marijuana laws, we've seen it in California, uh, Washington, and yeah, that's one of the things he Colorado. brings up. He says, yeah. you know, the the weed laws are really the exception these days. Yeah, yeah, and that's the, just the it. Fed, and he. I, he says that the feds uh, can still come in and make a case, uh, sure. and that's his understanding, right. if they choose to. Yeah, the state could have no firearms laws. I mean, the state law could be, yeah, whatever, and you just follow the federal firearms regulations. Right. But most states do have their own laws. Right, but when you look at something, so marijuana is not, is that government? Is that illegal? Marijuana is illegal on a federal level. Okay. However, so, it's legal on some state levels. So, but that's what he's saying. So, why? Wh- how can that exist? How can that happen? Uh, why can't someone come up and say, you know what? Suppressors, is, you don't need to pay tax stamps. You don't need to worry about machine guns. You can own them. It is. This is going to be something we're going to be talking about for years to come, and it's states' rights versus federal rights. And, you know, it's the same thing with everything, only people seem to care about it when it comes to weed. or And not seem to give a darn when it comes to guns. Uh, so. Now, there are some states that have passed some laws that said if a gun is made in this state and it's not going out of this state, then it doesn't fall under any federal jurisdiction because 
the feds only have jurisdiction because of interstate commerce. Yeah, and I think Texas is trying to pass that right now. Uh, or they passed it a couple of states. I can't up. think of the one off the top of my head, but Texas had some legislation that was similar to that. Yeah. Luckily for us, our legislature only meets uh, every other year. So every other year, is that right? Every two years? Something like that. I have no idea. So they don't have a chance to pass a lot of laws. So we don't have a lot of laws in the books. And, you know, that's one of the things. We don't need this law. Uh, it's It's cool. But it's just another one of those laws somebody has to follow. Um, but what if? But what if someone manufactures a gun? I mean, could you imagine that it's cheaper to get? You could get. It doesn't fall into the federal law, so would that mean it that shouldn't you could make a machine gun? It shouldn't anyways. Just because the could state they sell machine guns. No, federally, the Supreme Court has ruled that you making a machine gun for your own use in your house falls under the Interstate Commerce Clause of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they, they, they came about that. I think it had to do with wheat or hemp or something. Um, and that's how they've done everything. And it's it doesn't make any sense. There's no logic involved. It's some sort of law that, you know, we've had for the past, you know, over 100 years. And so we have to put up with these these things that don't affect interstate commerce, yet somehow the federal government has jurisdiction over. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Texas shouldn't have to pass a law that says if it doesn't affect interstate commerce, then it doesn't affect interstate commerce. That's just silly. It either does or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So the federal government either has jurisdiction or it doesn't, just because they say they a do. What? Now they do. A recession. Recession. Re- jurisdiction. Recession. I don't know. What did I say? Recession. Can you play that back, please? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not playing it back. I don't know what you said. Don't worry, everybody. I'm not playing it back. <laughs> well, don't play it back on the air. So, anywho, yeah, it's there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just one of those things that exist, Mm -hmm. honestly. Well, I have a question for you, Scott. Okay. It's kind of a serious one. Serious? Yeah. Seriously? Very. Are we going to talk about my personal life again? (laughs) No, your brother's not on the show anymore, so we don't bring that stuff up. Uh, I'm sitting here in a Tough Mudder t-shirt, and you're there in a button-up shirt. It says something about you, doesn't it? Just one. Well, I'm not going to tell you about the quality of your button-up shirt. I think it used to start off as green, and now it's almost mint. I paid $2 for the shirt. I'll have <laughs> you know. You go. Uh, what's the status of the Gun Show podcast shirts? I don't know. What? What's the status of the Gun Show podcast shirts? I don't know the answer to that. I thought you did. I thought you were asking me a trick question like you were quizzing me, like you had the answer. No, I don't have the answer to that. Well, then why are you asking? Because I want everyone to know, because I don't know what the answer is. T-shirts, last I heard they were going to press, and this was, um, uh, how many days ago was it? I'm going to say that I'm going to keep asking this, and you're going to have to answer to all of our listeners. You're going to have to answer to all of our listeners and tell them, hey, we're waiting on my brother to finish our shirts. No, my brother's not doing the shirts. He ordered them for us. Did now it? we're waiting on whoever he ordered them from. Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take to order them? Uh, <laughs> seems like forever. <laughs> yes, it does. It, it's because it fell under interstate commerce. Yeah. Get clear with yeah, the Yeah, that's it. But no, seriously, you should look for our T-shirts soon. Very soon. We'll have them for sale. I thought we were giving them away. No, we're not giving them away. I'm so confused. You can give them away. I thought and for you can each pay donation. Each I thought for each donation of a thousand dollars, yes, you would get a T-shirt and five stickers. That sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> so we're not selling them. We're just taking donations. That sounds very reasonable to me. <laughs> I will not argue. Okay. 
What does what does the state and federal law say about us doing that? Oh, hey, it's not interstate commerce. None of you outside of Texas can have a T-shirt. <laughs> that way we don't fall under federal jurisdiction. And there done. you go. Solved it. Anyone can come to Texas, <laughs> but not specifically for buying a T-shirt, but if you're coming for other business, you can buy a T-shirt. I don't understand. No. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to follow you. No, as soon as we get them, we'll put them up. Uh, they should be here soon, very, very soon. Uh, and the website. We have a website? Mm-hmm. I thought we just had a Facebook page. Nope. Thegunshowpodcast.com? I believe so. Right now it's <laughs> linking to uh, our Facebook page. Yeah, 301 redirect to our Facebook page. But I would say in the next week. Week? Or so. Seven days? It will be updated. Seven days from now or seven days from now when they're listening? Like if they're Ooh. on the treadmill on mm. Thursday, seven days from then, or the treadmill like from today. Like I'm not on a treadmill, but if I was, from today. Hmm. Very good question, Grasapo. Uh, I don't really know what kind of accent that was. <laughs> I'm having a lot of I, trouble. I'll with call it. myself out on that one. <laughs> um, I was gonna let you get away with it. <laughs> it. It in seven days, and today is Thursday, the fourth. So look for it Thursday. Thursday of next week, if not sooner. If not prior. We're going to have photos. We're going to have really? reviews. We're going awesome. to have um, things that you write. The listener? Uh, you. You mean you, Scott. me, not the I, ubiquitous you? I was pointing at him, everybody. He <laughs> knew this. They can't see that. He knew this. No one can see that. You can. Oh, uh, I'm a viewer. Oh, I'm a viewer. You are a viewer. I'm a viewer. There's te- technically, there's two viewers there's right now. two viewers and one viewfinder. Wait, what? What? <laughs> this isn't the Truman Show. The Truman Show. So There's anyway, we will have that. That should be going live. We're working on getting uh, products in for review. Yes. Uh, I've been working hard at making contacts in the industry. Speaking of products for review. Yes. I wanted to talk about a couple of uh, hearing protection products real quick. All right. All right. Specifically, um, now I've been using these. Uh, I didn't get them to T&E. These are just products I've been using now. Uh, one of them for years and years, and the other one for a short period of time for a couple of years now. Well, who made them? What are we talking about? The first one I'd like to talk about is Howard Light and their Impact Sport Earmuffs. They're electronic earmuffs. Uh, I forget the specifics of the noise reduction rating on them. Um, they take uh, AAA you know, a batteries. A lot of those are all so close to being, you know, the same. Yeah, you're yeah. not around bazookas going off. So right. now uh, I can or definitely a tank or artillery. <laughs> now I Maybe like these. you are. Maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> I really like these. Uh, the Impact Sports. They're cheap. Uh, I should say they're inexpensive. They're less than fifty dollars. Uh, I found them less than fifty dollars many a time. Are I they think thin profile? They're fairly thin profile. They're not will super they low fit profile. Under, like a they helmet? will f- they'll fit under my helmet. Okay. Uh, so that's that's a that's why I got them because uh, they fit under helmet. They're inexpensive. They the they have a adjustable volume for the mm-hmm. electronics. Um, which I find to be a plus on the line at the range. I can hear range commands wearing them. Battery they, life? The battery life is good. Uh, I have to leave them on before the battery dies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you get a few days at least. And at then, least. Okay. Yeah. The most important thing that right. everybody cares about. All right. What colors are they available in? Uh, uh, so far, OD green is the only color I've seen. So rattle can it. 
<laughs> you got to get it in peanut butter, candy do you? Candy apple red. Candy apple red. In comparison to the other uh, electronic headphones in its price range, uh, I haven't found anything even close. Um, the other popular one out there, I know, are the Peltor 6S. Those are very nice. I find them to be crap, honestly. With the individual batteries, uh, the battery yes. compartment's hard to get to. But um, they they fit they so break nice easily. Really? How do they break easily? Uh, I broke mine. I had to send them back. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, Scott. What did you do? <laughs> mine were broken out of the package. I fell off I had the to take roof. It back. Uh, I gave mine away uh, once I got those Howard lights. I, I have never had Peltors a problem away. with my really? with Peltors or any issues with them. Uh, the good thing about Peltors, I but will hey, give them this. That's your experience. They have a behind the neck model. Which is really nice if you have to take Dawn and Doff your ear pro while you're wearing your helmet. Uh huh. So um, I will give them that. Uh, I think the Howard lights are going to be a much better investment of your money. Well, there you go. Um, I've never had a problem with the Peltors, yeah. but that doesn't mean that every once in a while one doesn't slip through the cracks. Now, the caveat being I have broken a pair of Howard lights. Uh, the band snapped. Never seen anything like it before or since. Um, Would you consider that a catastrophic failure? <sighs> Yeah, yeah, you can't wear them anymore. No, that's it. That was it. Uh, I immediately went out and bought another pair, though, because that's how much I like them. Um, now, the other thing is uh, actually you and I uh, both have experience with this because uh, you were there when I got given these. Was Surefire? The new Surefires, yeah. I love them. The Sonic Defenders? Sonic Defenders. EP3s or EP5s or EP2s? Don't they have different models? They do have different right. models, and you're going to catch me lying on which one it is. Uh, I think we have the EP3s the first time, and I think you got some... I got some EP2s. EP2s the next time? Okay. No, or EP... I got either the EP5s, and then we got the EP3s. Whatever the ones we have, it has basically three little half circles. Those are the nice ones. Right. Well, there's... Yeah, there's different models. Um, and then they have the ones with the two. Basically, as as it's two le- lines of defense, and they kill my ears. Really? hurts hurts it's painful the, e, the i think it's the ep5s yeah. i can wear all day from huh. start to finish all day long i get those other ones i have to take them okay, out the My, threes are the filtered flanged ones i don't see, have those see. they got the little doohickey that plugs up the hole okay the ep3s that's yeah. the that must okay, be what you're talking the about the ep3s are the ones that have the two little half circles so like basically walls of defense right those the shape or something about them absolutely it kills my and ears. it's the same size both the mediums because yep. they come in different sizes yep it, okay. it's the medium and it it hurts now bad the, i love them um I wear them every time I go to the range. I double up. I wear my Howard lights and I wear my Sonic Defenders at the same time on the range. That allows me to hear anything I need to hear, you know, with the the Howard lights turned all the way up. And it allows me to have that extra protection when shooting, you know, obnoxious calipers calipers, or shooting indoors or what have you. Um, Shooting in a confined space, uh, car, whatever. Um, and I think these are the greatest things ever. I've tried a lot of different earplugs, and I wholeheartedly recommend at least trying one or two different pairs uh, if you have the same problems that uh, yeah, Martin does. I believe it's of the, the Sonic Defenders. Uh, yeah, it's the EP4s. Okay, I love them. Those are the ones we like. Okay, yeah, those if ones you I get, get. If you get your hands on the EP4s, you're gonna love them. I think, in my personal opinion, I wear. I've, I've worn them all day. Uh, at shot They're show, very comfortable. At shot show, from the start of the day all the way to the end of the day, really. And uh, didn't have to take. I took them out for lunch yeah. only so that I 
I've so worn, that I could have a conversation. I've worn them on the range, you know, all day on the range, uh, several days in a row. Um, same thing with my uh, the Howard lights. Uh, you know, it's not completely comfortable, but it's as comfortable as it gets. You know, trying all the different types of uh, ear protection out there. I think these two are real winners. Right, and but those the EP3s, I would. You don't like the EP3s? I would huh? Shy away from. I them. will try to grab a pair. I think and see I what might I think. have an extra pair. Yeah, if you got them, mm-hmm. I'll take them. I'll, I'll, try I'll them look and, and see. Uh, but I, oh, and they're I, inexpensive. I That's the best part about them. And they're inexpensive and washable. They're ex- inexpensive. They're washable. There's models you, with I, tethers, so you don't lose all, all them. All of them come with tether. They all tethers. come with tethers yep. now? Okay. Um, and they actually have what's kind of interesting is I've never really got it to work very well, yeah. but they have where the tether attaches to them. Right. It's like a little piece that you can open up. And it, it makes your ear canal very, very, very small, uh-huh. but allows a lot more sound in. Oh, so it changes. Oh, it, it's a different noise reduction. Correct. Oh, And you, so you can, can open kinda, it up and can, get less reduction. You can reduction. pick which one you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, I keep I them closed. I keep them closed and usually yeah. don't have any problem having a conversation with somebody. Right. But I don't know what that conversation sounds like to someone without hearing protection on. Huh? What do you say? What? The, uh... What'd you say? So definitely check these out. I think they run. I think the street price is about twelve bucks. Uh, you can get. I believe you can get EP threes um, for. I think that's actually a pack of them for that price, yeah. isn't it? I thought it was just uh, you know the EP three with the lanyard and the storage case. Yeah, for like twelve bucks. Maybe it's like ten. Yeah, somewhere nice, between the it's nice between ten case. and fifteen dollars. Yeah, ten and fifteen bucks. So let's face it, for between ten and fifteen dollars, a great pair of Ear Pro that you can wear all day. Why and not? wash? Yeah, and you can clean them. I've got I've got ones that I've I was given uh from given to given from Surefire over a year ago, and I still use them. Yeah, we got them at Shot twenty uh, twelve. Yeah. yeah, and I still wear them. I wore them Saturday at the range. They uh, and it looks like the EP fours have a twenty four decibels. Or decibels. 24 or, NNR rating? NRR rating? I don't know. Don't Noise know. reduction rating? NRR? Yeah. 24 NR. So there you go. There's a, there's, a, there's a good review of a good product. I really enjoy them. Let's see if we can't get some more in from uh, Surefire and our friends at Surefire. Hey, if you're listening and you want to send us your stuff to talk about on the air, go to our Facebook page. Message us. That's correct. And uh, if anybody has any suggestions of something, I think we're going to cut that out. Nope. Jerk. So if anybody has any suggestions of something they'd like to hear us review or talk about, uh, hop on our Facebook page, post it, talk to us, tell and us. Don't forget to enter into the shotgun contest. Have we had any entries? I think we had like You one. know what I forgot to take a picture of? Well, that was a three-inch Saturday. You shooting a shotgun? <sighs> Completely forgot. I mm. shot a hundred rounds through my shotgun. Mm. Not one picture. I'm gonna go draw one real quick and send that in. I'll take it. A drawing? <laughs> I like to do drawings. My name is Scott, and I like to do drawings. Mm.